This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We listen to Big Fish by FFH, and we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. Consider the source. Hey. God, consider the source. It's me. How dare consider the source. I'm a fan of my mom. Consider the source. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm the other half of the horny duo, Caroline. <laughs> We're going to have Good Christian Fun. That was uh, Caroline and Kevin. I accidentally harmonizing on the oh word gosh. horny on a recent episode. Did you service. tune us? At, I guess that was actually not tuned at all. So that, it was not tuned at all. I just give I raised the treatment. levels a little bit. Yeah. But <laughs> Can I hear it one more that. time? Uh, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so nice. Let's hear that tag once more. <laughs> just again. Horny. <laughs> It sounds like two scared mice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who are like, you know, like if adolescence is coming. Mission was to like get some instead of just getting to the yeah. ball, getting to the balls. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're just trying to get her there. <laughs> Good Christian Fun is the podcast about Christian pop culture, the movies and the music and the entertainment. It's ultimately, what it's all about. Made for it's what it's all about. Made for and by Christians. We're not here to make fun of you. We're not here to make you go to church. It might be dangerous to go to church still, depending on where you're at. We don't know. We don't know your situation. If you're not vax waxed and ready and to having jacks. some snacks, <laughs> yeah. vax waxed and ready for Jackson, Maine, <laughs> live at the Greek Theater. You got Jacks on the brain. <laughs> you got main brain. <laughs> Do you think he's like, oh yeah, I've heard of the vaccine, but welcome to the Jackson, and then it's just his, you know, the Jackson Clinic, <laughs> the bedroom. Wow. Oh, uh, he's going to inject you. Off to a great start. Off to a great start. On wow, this, we found 100. a deep well right there. And so did I. <laughs> uh, great start for the 189th episode of Good Christian Fun. <laughs> I think you can tell this is like 189th episode vibes. Mm-hmm. This is like, like what we have to talk about at this theme. point. Yeah, scene. <laughs> my wife. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Again. <laughs> The 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 oh, transformation boy. to zoo crew morning drive time radio uh, is uh, we all dumped on them for so long. But if we were on the radio as often as they were, they that's were ahead what of the curve. Becomes. Yeah, it's either this or it. you know doing Joe Rogan saying of like, hey, maybe racism is good. I don't know. I'm just asking questions. <laughs> we free form. Yeah, we can do- bigoted shit <laughs> yeah. all the time. Yeah. Uh, but listen, Caroline. Yeah. We're having some goofs and grins, but we we're here to talk about something thing of substance and importance no we're here for a serious conversation yeah yeah, yeah. we're here for a dialogue mm-hmm. and a and a sort of um conversation a yeah. meeting of minds yes uh, and talking about the band ffh uh far from home which did it stood for far from home because it's like hey 
as Christians on this earth, we're far from home. Oh. But then apparently, this is according to like a couple of sources, it was like, and also because we tour so much, we're just on the road so much, oh we're my far gosh. from home. We're, I'm so much on tour that I actually am never able to be home. But then the other origin story with that acronym is that it first stood for 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 harmony f-o-u-r f-o-r harmony because there's four of them terrible and they started as an acapella group so terrible That's i mean so much it. so much better that they did that <laughs> also when i hear ffh i i just think fashion really oh wow oh what a compliment to me someone else i don't know i don't know who that is this would be what it spells out we're talking about the song big fish but we cannot talk about it alone we need a very special guest to talk about it with so friends and folks he is a therapist. He is a writer. You may know him from his podcast, The Prophetic Imagination Station, or as a side piece of D.L. Mayfield. Give it the hell up for Crispin Mayfield. Woo. Oh, Dexter got freaked out. Oh, it's okay, Dexter. Back. I just, I can't, I can't hold back when I hear that music. I You're mean, not I, to. I, I, I told you off mic that I only know Amy Grant Christmas music, yeah. but uh, I mean, this is like, this just is the air that I, the water that I swim in. <laughs> this is the juice, The air that right? I breathe. Air yeah. Juice. The air I swim in, this the water the I breathe. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Jackson. Yeah. Jackson, Maine. It is God damn it, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Where was this in the previous episode we recorded that's coming out three days from now? I can't now. believe it. Oh, my Lord, Crispin. Much missed opportunity. Goodness but gracious. glad you're here. I think we need a Crispin to bring out the magic. Mm-hmm. 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 Crispin, mm-hmm. I mean, like, what did that, if, if you want to give uh, me and Caroline some sort of uh, crowd work base level, what did Crispin <laughs> get and attract in terms of nicknames, in terms of wordplay in middle school? Oh, uh, yeah, lots, yeah. lots of crispy uh, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, Crispin I, Cream, Crispin Glover. I mean, really, like going back to the Amy Grant thing. Really, I just got called Christmas all the time. Oh, like that was terrible. like an insult. Lame. I yeah. also got lots of uh, mail targeted to girls. Um, oh. So I just, you know, the Crispin name, I guess, threw in that, fell in that database. Wait, I don't think if Crispin is femme <laughs> at all. But are you think, are you saying like junk mail came to you that yes, was like uh-huh, yeah, female right, like, targeted, like mm-hmm, like beauty yeah, brands I would get so and stuff? Excited, like yeah, it was like oh like. <laughs> I got this like piece of mail and then you open it and it's like for like a girl's magazine. That cracks me up like, thinking oh. that magazines are just reading our names and be like, guess it's a girl. <laughs> just put it in girl just in case. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Alex really broke their brains on that one. Alex, <laughs> a lot of Alex good number of women mail. named Charlie now. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, what a nightmare for them. Yeah, I am, yeah, I'm really curious. I mean, this was like the 80s <laughs> in crazy. Southern Oregon. Mm-hmm. So maybe they were like, all right, well, if we target the like rural towns, we can count on those gender norms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one would name their son Crispin. Right, yeah. Like, maybe it's not across the U.S. It's just, like, these specific places we know we can, like, reach girls. (laughs) And we know that this is going to get to, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's a great name. I really like it. We love it. We'll never make fun of it. Hey, don't change for us, okay? Mm -hmm. I mean, it leads to the question, how how do magazines get get a hold of the information of six-year-olds? Uh, That's like maybe a whole other conversation. Before but... freaking Facebook, right? Yeah, well, were you on instant messenger a lot? <laughs> was, <laughs> the the 80s, 80s, in the eighties in southern I mean, Oregon. You know, yeah, right. Uh, that was a little bit later, but uh, you know, America, America Online got that aim. Mm-hmm. You know, chatting. 
Yeah. I love it. We Wait, let uh, the devil right in our door when we pop that AOL <laughs> disc in the computer. And by the way, and this maybe will transition into like your history and story with faith and whatnot. Do you remember your aim handle and your screen name from that time? Yes. I was uh, super into Christian hardcore. Um, oh, yeah. So it was feeling like screaming. Um <laughs> And feeling so like screaming my, yes uh-huh. wow. which was also my hotmail address and so it was feeling like screaming at hotmail.com Dang. and like adults would always be like oh that's funny like you're really frustrated with your email address but it was just like <laughs> no it was so i don't was like, feel no. like screaming at hotmail it's like no you're, you're misunderstanding <laughs> me oh, that's funny <laughs> no yeah. it, I, no i'm like yeah wow i mean yeah. i'm gonna assume this technological platform kind of missed you given your um your history and your marriage right now but feeling like screaming awesome hinge profile bio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> be, just like interpret as you wish yeah scr- what are we screaming about how are we screaming are we screaming together <laughs> wow. at each other it could wow. be anything yeah. yeah i agree but yeah. for me it sent a Great. shiver down my spine i think that was the Great. intended effect it scared me to my oh, yeah. core absolutely yeah. shaking my boots i'm, I'm dts <laughs> on the scream <laughs> i think this is an interesting question we can ask especially our our guests who grew up christian is mm-hmm. how did your Christian faith as a kid influence your online behavior mm. as you were growing up? The answer for me was none at all. Not, not once? <laughs> you damn shit. You damn shits is <laughs> you what it was. Damn <laughs> you damn shits. That was, I did. Uh, I'm quoting Kevin in defense of Garfield. I of was course. defending Garfield and saying, calling a bunch of children damn shits. Uh, for not recognizing Garfield as King Cat <laughs> of Cartoon Mountain. But how did it affect uh, your Yeah, your well, I mean, online? you know, it was like before Facebook. Uh, so it really was just like online forums for Christian bands. Yes. So if anything got a little like spicy or snarky, it was always like, hey, like, let's let's make sure that we're reflecting the fruit of the spirit here. Wow, like, there'd yeah. be some like moderator <laughs> to like shut it down sure. with a Jesus juke. I feel like it would so, be, yeah, a Jesus juke would be like the one right. wholesome corner of the internet is everyone like policing each other for like kind tones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, yeah. Man, I, w- I was into that stuff around a similar time that I was like first getting to aim, but I don't, I don't think I post on any like message boards or forums. I remember going to JesusFreakHideout.com, which still exists in oh, some fashion. Yeah, uh-huh, that was probably, exactly. Yeah, that, that was like a Wikipedia for you back then. Mm-hmm. I, I would assume. <laughs> right. But we'd love to know your basic, general history with faith and religion. It, it sounds like you grew up in Southern Oregon. Yes, I grew up in in Southern Oregon. Uh, my dad was a pastor so i definitely you know grew up in the church oh yeah um and then i was a missionary kid uh my parents became missionaries we moved to china um and yeah i was that kid that like wanted to you know be the good christian kid like in third grade i dressed up as david um and uh it i did a book report on like first samuel oh my god and then like had wow. to like present right was this and, at public like, school yes this oh, is a yes. public school okay. right i mean that this was, was the, your moment thing, right yeah. yeah it was like it was like this is my like i get to like evangelize like they asked the question totally. like what's similar between you and your character and your book character and i said we're both christians which is really like hilarious <laughs> we both because love the troops <laughs> Right. Because <laughs> David, let's be clear that David was not a Christian. Um, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. 
David oh. was, was Jewish. But that's like what I wrote and I came across this recently. I wore my mom's uh, salmon swimsuit cover up mm-hmm. and just like tied a belt around it. That's awesome. Um, and that's a good lesson in like, uh, you know, something. <laughs> Wait a second. Was the salmon cover up supposed to be like you were naked on top? Like that was your nude outfit? Or <laughs> No, it was so just like confused. the only color that we oh, had. Okay. So it was like, <laughs> was we like need something that tone. looks biblical, but it happened to be like the salmon <laughs> Like a caftan? <laughs> right, yeah. I love that. I guess he would have worn like a fun V-neck, color. With like a V-neck, you know? Okay, okay. Like, yes. I'm it's a little ahead of its time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Question, so so the kids at school, you were the envy of everyone's eye in terms of uh, pure coolness. <laughs> style. And, style, and style yeah. swag. Mm-hmm. Mad, mad swag. And, uh, mm-hmm. and it sounds like it was, it was sincere for you. You were not forced to go to church. You wanted to go to church is what it sounds like. Yes, that is true. Like I wanted to be that christian kid you know like in i went to like both like first and second service sunday school whoa um, i feel like only like some like church goers understand that like back and i was back. fine i was fine going to both like wow. yeah it was great i mean the only downside was that the the pastor's son was kind of a bully and he would hit me with his hardcover bible Dang. and i only had a soft cover in what context was, would he hit you wow he was kind of a mean kid. There were multiple pastors. I'm not. I'm not gonna like call anyone out, but uh, you know, you know, like, by like, protecting like my wife did like when that. she talked to you. <laughs> we are complicit in a system of hurt and pain. People are but the thing the was, a huge Bible to this day. Right, but but he only came to one of the services, uh, so, <laughs> okay, so you could it worked out. Work like you know, it, yeah. the other half right, you, yeah. were, you were king of the castle. Mm-hmm. What did your expression of like? being, you know, evangelical in a school setting change once you were in China? Uh, yes, because I went to a Christian school oh, at that point. Yeah, so okay. where my dad was, I mean, they were missionaries, quote unquote, but my dad was the principal there. Um, and my uncle was like the, it was, you know, like, su- it was like super small, uh, like seventh through ninth graders. There was like eight of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was, you know, really like, shifted in a huge way but it was very international which was cool um and i think in a lot of ways that like saved me from american christianity yeah um because your fellow classmates were from around the world as well right yeah exactly so yeah yeah, i had like both uh in terms of church and class like uh the class that i had was like you know south korea the philippines malaysia australia england which was really rad Mm. germany um, so th- I, I think that was like a big piece of it. And then I think the other piece that really like, even then kind of shifted my faith in a way was like, I remember it was Christmas. I was like 16 and we we're talking about like, Jesus is coming, like, you know, Advent, like Jesus came to save the world. And I'm like, I'm in a city of 20 million people that are going to die and go to hell. According to this belief system I have, like, Like, who the hell cares Mm -hmm. if Jesus came 2,000 years ago? Like, what does this even mean? And I think, like, if I'd just grown up in my, like, Christian, you know, hometown, like, I don't don't know if I would have had those questions. But, yeah, definitely, like, I feel like starting at 16, I started, like, poking holes in things. And that's basically been, like, the story of my faith ever since then. Yeah. And that's so interesting, too, that it, it, the sort of question or beginnings of deconstructing whatever that orthodoxy was, was by taking it too seriously or like super right, like, yeah. literally where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, if this is true, but then it was just your context that was changed. 
Because that's mm-hmm. not usually most people's story with it, or at least the ones that we talked to. But it was because you were in a context where it's like there would be such a multitude of injustice or discrimination. Mm-hmm. Like most right, of the people yeah. I know would go to hell rather than, well, All everyone right. I know is a Christian. Yeah. So yeah, it makes sense. And I don't feel like mm-hmm. perturbed or scared by the fact that none of these people mm-hmm. would be there with me afterward or something. And that's what right. these friggin' flyover states don't understand. <laughs> they don't get it. They don't know what it's like to be in a melting they pot. They don't get a lot of like stuff. Like Pasadena, <laughs> California, where we're just confronted with... Just a, a huge swath of humanity on the daily. Um, right. <laughs> were, your, were your classmates, I, I'm assuming you were friends with some of them too, but were they also mm-hmm. like questioning things at the same time you were were you guys able to talk about it together and like process uh, it? A, a little bit like really what happened was like it started off that way and then like the more the older I got like people would move back to the states or wherever mm-hmm. and nobody moved there so it was just like me alone which was sort of sad oh man um, oh you're saying like they just dwindled down to just yeah right you so it, at the yeah, end right. oh man yes it was like it was like I was like the only high schooler Um, I had some cousins, you know, I mentioned my uncle, I had like five cousins, all boys who lived, uh, also in China, but they would like kind of come and go on furlough and yeah. yeah, So it was like, it was a lot, a lot of alone time. Uh, but then I like made friends with these like Chinese punk kids, uh, Mm. down the street from me. There's this tattoo parlor. Um, and of course I tried to evangelize them, but what ended up happening was I fronted a, a Chinese tattoo. punk band. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, you did? Oh wow. Yes. For, for like short time, but it was like it was pretty fun. Um we would go to this like Chinese bar and it was like the only like alternative bar in like the whole city. It was called Little Bar. Cool. And uh yeah, so I was like this seventeen year old kid and they're all like twenty five and like uh, Oh my yeah, gosh. So, so that was like pretty fun. Did what was not... the name of the band? Uh what was the name of the band? I was trying to remember. Um, <laughs> Little band. It was, it, Only it a was front a band would forget oh the my name gosh. of his band. Wow. I know it was. It was in Tom Chinese. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it was in Chinese. But what I most remember is like I had this war on drugs T-shirt uh-huh. that oh, I would yeah. wear. Yeah. I and to like, be clear for know. our listeners, it is the actual war on drugs, not the great band war on drugs no that was your yes. t-shirt yeah yes like literally like got it from my dad's friend who was in uh like search and rescue but they also spent like a summer like hunting down all the marijuana plant oh farms. my gosh it probably like um, had a like, photo of nancy reagan on it like right yeah right yeah right and it was but it was like a tight black tight black t-shirt so i was like this is so cool so i'd like wear it and like they would all be like oh yeah like we're on drugs and i had like no idea like i was still like this like just naive missionary kid yeah Yeah. right on this line of cocaine right now snip snip wow did that did that like group and that uh bar and that whole scene also have an influence on you and like what you understood about god as well yeah definitely it was again just like oh like this is like really different um um, mm-hmm. than, than most of the people I know. And should mention that Ashton Kutcher 
had a huge impact on my face. Really? Probably something you've never heard before. No, I watched it's actually pretty common. I mean, there's a <laughs> oh, lot of okay. that 70s show yeah. Salvation every stories. Single right. episode. Or, or deconstruction where it's like, I saw his version of the Steve Jobs biopic and I no longer believe in God. <laughs> uh, it's not for me anymore. If God existed, he wouldn't yeah. have let that happen. Yeah. <laughs> How did he play into yours, though? So, yeah, I mean, uh, obviously there's lots of ways that, uh, that that could play out. This was, I watched that movie, The Butterfly Effect. Sure. Which is like yeah. really intense and like trauma after trauma after trauma. Um, and I was like, oh, like the church has absolutely nothing to offer people that have experienced trauma. Wow. And I like had this, like I watched it with my friends my senior year of high school and just like had this total meltdown. Oh, um, yeah. And was like, yeah, like, like why is it that the people like – especially in my church, like middle-class white people get saved because they're in the church and they say the prayer. And then like, you're screwed if you are born into anything else. And um, somehow I still went to Bible college and <laughs> uh, went into pastoral ministry. Which and that is was where your I goal. Met. I was like, I will continue on this path and I will become a pastor as well. Yeah. Perfect. I think I was like, I could be a better pastor than these pastors. Ah, I'm not oh, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you were like, <laughs> I want to undo, you know, some of their blind right. spots as well. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Not arrogant, right. but yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It was just like, all right, yeah. like there's this huge disconnect here. Right. Um. So, yeah, and, you know, I wanted to be a youth pastor also in part because, like, that's what everyone wanted to do because it's like my youth pastor was so impactful to me. I'm going to walk in their, you know, footsteps or whatever. Yeah, but, it's like how every kid kind of wants to be like a teacher at some point, too. Right, you know, cause exactly. like my favorite person I know is my mm-hmm, kindergarten mm-hmm. teacher, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, but then I switched to counseling pretty quickly because I realized, like, I don't want to preach. I just want to like talk to people and hang out with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually was in a psychology class that I met Danielle, my wife, oh. um, or maybe not met. She was a librarian. So I would like, just kind of like hang out there. Like y'all met in a library for real. <laughs> yes. Two smart educated pe- people like y'all met in a freaking <laughs> right. library. Come on. And so, oh, wh- but wow. what happened was I had this friend, um, his name is, is trip. He's from Georgia. Uh, he had like moved to Portland on a whim to go to Bible college. We ended up in the same dorm section because our dorm section was the people that they didn't know what to do with. Uh, we were like the the I we were like the island of misfit toys dorm section. Like they awesome. they were able to like put everyone else into like oh yeah these people like will kind of jive together and like we ended up in this dorm <laughs> section where where seriously like there's me I don't know which which I fall into. I feel like everyone else in that dorm section is either like left the faith or joined a cult. Oh boy! Um, <laughs> sure. And I w- I don't want to say like I'm like so like blinded. Like maybe I'm in one of those camps. I just don't know it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'd love to talk with you afterward. Uh, Ken we have and some I have literature really and we have a program. <laughs> to, it's like you like, get to be your own boss exactly. and you get to make your right. own. And we want to partner with you in your life mm-hmm. together. And of course, that yeah. you'll you, we have a couch for you to live on. Like yeah. you move in tonight. Place if you to need stay. To. Like it's I kind said, of a weird family, I, you know. I, you don't want me to join you or whatever it is. I just like poke. <laughs> Danielle and I poke holes in like everything we join we just like burn things Kevin and I are very powerful I'm, I'm low key afraid of the holes you'll poke in the format of this podcast by the end of it where it's like wait I don't need to listen to this dumb shit anymore the damn shit but damn I don't need to listen to this damn shit anymore <laughs> 
my gosh. Great. So, yeah. so yeah. you're in college, I, you're like, I'm going to be better and I'm going to be more comprehensive right. and yeah. I'm going to also really help people, especially people who've been through trauma, mm-hmm. whereas the church yeah. usually will give them an easy answer for something that's Right, not exactly, yeah. And I had this friend trip, we would like sneak up, he smoked, so... You know, we would like sneak off campus and like listen to Jack's mannequin really loud Very in his car. Cool. And, you know, it, it, totally cool. But uh, I was so nervous and uh, not good at approaching girls at all. Um, and uh, Danielle was in this class and and my friend was more or less not exactly harassing her, but he was like, come on, like, tell me, like, you know, what what kind of guys do you like? And she was like. Well, uh, I like hairy guys. Just like trying to like throw what? throw him off, but <laughs> it's also true. Great, great, great. And so he like yells across the class. This is like in this auditorium. Oh my god! You know, at the end of psychology one hundred and one, and he's like, "Crispin, lift up your shirt." And I was like, "I don't know what's going on, but I'll lift up my shirt." So I lifted up my shirt. Wow! And the rest is history. I mean, oh that's basically god. why we ended up together. She kind of got you these know, like hypnotic swirls in her hub, eyes. Right. Hub, yeah. I know. Li- little known about Deal Mayfield, it's it's really just about physical attraction. Oh, about that. Yeah, and and hairy chest is all it, all it takes. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. I mean, wow. someone was talking the other day on Twitter about a ring by spring, and I was like, no, we were like way better than that. Like, we, I waited till sophomore. I was 20 years old when I, <laughs> yeah, when you could make right? great like, decisions. Like, we waited until we were like way, I, when you'd way more life. mature. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I'm, I'm 19. I was a child. Freshman year changed. My I basically year. went to war. <laughs> right. <laughs> you two got married yeah. sophomore year of college. We got, got engaged. engaged. Oh wow! Yep. So okay. uh, I we got married when I was twenty one. I had just turned twenty one. Oh. She was twenty three, uh, so she's older. Yes. Um. And I yeah, like, basically, I, like I <laughs> she she asked me like when I was nineteen. She was like, "You're almost twenty, right?" And I was like, "Yeah," in the sense of like. I was three months into like a year of almost being 20. I'm closer to 20 than yeah. 10 years old. So right, yeah. this is, I, mean, I, I had a beard. So <laughs> uh, yeah, a beard at 19 would rule. Uh, it's not something I could do, but I, for, I know so many couples around who got married around y'all's age, who mm-hmm. a lot of them stayed together are very happy and it worked out great. And a lot of them got divorced. Mm-hmm. Like you must know that it, that it's so exceptional to be able to yes. grow together in the particular ways that y'all did, that it's not mm-hmm. everyone's story, maybe even most people's stories that that was the case. What do you attribute right. that to? Well, let me tell you, we got engaged and Danielle's parents took us out for dessert that night. Like we did our thing, but, uh, and Danielle was like sad. She literally looked like depressed and her mom was like, I'm worried about you. And she was like, I've had all these friends get married and it is just like blown up in their face. This is going to be the hardest thing. Like oh, she just was totally no. like not optimistic <laughs> at all, yeah. which actually like turned out really well uh, in the sense of like we went in with like eyes wide open. We were yeah. engaged for a year, which is long in the Bible college world. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I'm, I'm, yeah. You know, and. But it did, like, give us a chance to be like, all right, like, what is some of the stuff we need to work out? And then I would say, like, the other, the, I mean, I, in a lot of ways, I want to attribute it to her. She is just an amazing person to be married to. A lot of it has been, you know, therapy and uh, understanding ourselves. And, you know, it's, I, I'm a couples therapist. And so there is that question, like, what, 
what is it that helps couples succeed and not succeed? And mm-hmm. I think that like uh, we've been able to like reset enough times, like where mm-hmm. we get disconnected and something's coming up. And I am very conflict avoidant and she is not. And she is like, we need to like, actually, she <laughs> when we were engaged, she was like, you're really passive and I'm really uh, not aggressive, uh, determined and make all the decisions. And she's like, if we continue on this trajectory, you're just going to like be a format and I'm going to be a huge bitch. So we need to like change mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So that's what I mean. Like even for her, like. In the first, like, the, the beginning to be like, oh, this is, like, an unhealthy dynamic that could, like, ruin us. Yeah. Like, we need to be aware of this. So, yeah. yeah. I'm also trying to place this in the chronology and history of, like, the mainstream or, like, evangelical church in America's relationship with even the idea of therapy. Because so much of it has mm. gotten co-opted where as therapy has become more... Less stigmatized, I guess, destigmatized mm-hmm. and, and more mainstream. And, we and see- more people are maybe going to therapy for things that they would have gone to church for mm-hmm. in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at the time, the the idea that you would go into this particular practice, like, did it right. feel in a sense countercultural just because of like where the church was at that time with therapy? Yeah, I think in a, not entirely. We actually were at our Bible college at that point, like a shift. Like by the time mm-hmm. I was finished with my four year degree, there were like counselors in the dean's department, like there should be in every university. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the beginning, my friend started like an accountability group sort of like thing, you know? And he had to like convince the dean like why he what he shouldn't just like report everything back to the dean oh like, my god like that concept of like confidentiality didn't like mm-hmm. compute to right. the dean's the department dean was like, it's just no, like no we just got to make sure everyone's like behaving <laughs> you know yeah. right <laughs> like, exactly have a, like, hands yeah yeah so i think that was yeah but um yeah my <laughs> i i was a guinea pig i i Went to my master's, got my master's of counseling at uh, that same Bible college. I was the second graduating class. Um, wow. Oh, so they I, started that program like a year mm-hmm. before you were in it? Wow. Yeah, six months, you know, if we're. And it was a mix of like some some good therapists and some that like we we had, I forget what the class was about. Um, I feel like it was about trauma and she was like, all right, real talk. Like, we're just going to talk about casting out demons this weekend. Um, (laughs) stuff like that. Um, I, for trauma, (laughs) yes, for my, so we're going to give you trauma in this particular (laughs) class that you can cast out later. There's actually been no research on trauma, so we're going to go with it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we're just going to go with casting out demons. (laughs) Oh my God. We, uh, we had a counseling and diversity class, right? So learning like, how do you work with other cultures? Um, and we started off the class with our professor showing us a video of like, this is where the U.S. population should be, but this is where it is. Oh, no, 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 People no. are coming in and taking over. No. And he was like, this is, this is why, yes. Um, oh, and, my God. Like, yeah, literally, so I, like, the white majority is being yes, displaced. Yes, uh-huh, right. And then- In the diversity class? And then he was like, here's how I'm going to teach you about other cultures. We're going to watch YouTube videos of people doing stand-up, making fun of 
different cultures so you can learn about them. Like literally I'm dying. like I'm that. Dying. Wow. I'm dying. Yes, it was I talked to the chair of the program. I was like, this is this, this is not is okay. Horrifying. How did yeah, that make and, it through like the approval right. process? Are you kidding me? And true to like that small Christian community thing, she was like, Why don't you just go and have lunch with him? And like, <laughs> you tell talk him to your him. concerns. <laughs> right, yeah. Wow. You tell him not to show YouTube videos of <laughs> right. white people be like for your yeah. counseling class. In my uh th- oh yes, my in, in my training and education, I studied under Professor O'Donnell and uh, Professor Harris and also uh <laughs> Wanda Sykes, I guess. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so wild. Gracious. Yes. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, then we so graduated uh we moved to Minneapolis for 3 years. Um, and basically uh, just worked in this kind of grassroots organization that's super rad um, that has been doing ministry stuff, but also like legit like organization, uh, like political organizing um, around the world. So that was really cool. Uh, we are right across this the highway from John Piper's church. Oh. Um, so, uh, yeah, we, we continue to see like this gap between like, cause churches would come into this like inner city neighborhood and do their stuff. Right. And so, oh, yeah. uh, we were not a fan, but we would cut to John Piper laying out a piece of cardboard <laughs> on a street corner. Like, how do you do fellow sinners? <laughs> Here we go. We're going to dance. <laughs> No, it was more like they like brought a tent with chicken and we ate that chicken. We're like, we are not behind their good in the hood uh, Mm -hmm. program, but we will eat their free chicken in the park. They called it good in the hood? Yes. All right. They they were bringing good to the hood. Okay. Uh, just just to be clear, it yeah. wasn't there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yikes! 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 Um. But yeah. I mean, speaking of poking holes in organizations. Uh. Yeah. We were there for three years. It was generally a good organization, but you know, there's a little bit of of hole poking. And uh. But we <laughs> came back to Portland about six years ago. I started in something similar to private practice. I'm in a clinic, but, um, and yeah, we've been like hanging out here on the edge of Portland. Um, and yeah, I feel like, uh, I feel like we just kind of live our life, but there are these things where it's like, oh yeah. I I mean, mostly Danielle drags me into things, which I am really grateful for. (laughs) Um, so in terms of like, I'll be like coming home from work and I'll be like, all right, like you know, how's the day? And she's like, they are tearing the one park out of our neighborhood that like the kids in the apartment complex can walk to. We are going to do a petition. Oh my gosh. Um, and so then we, you know, spend a few weeks like creating a petition, uh, trying so cool. to, you know, save the park, um, which are things that I would just be like, Oh, you know, Someone it's a lost cause. Out. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, that person is me. Yeah. Um, and, and also like, I mean, you know, we went to a, a, a major church here and I am like super non-confrontational, but I'm also the person that like in a church meeting when they're like, and now everyone has to agree that marriage is between one man and one woman. Mm. I'm going to like grab the microphone and be like, uh, so a bunch of us here are affirming. We need to have this conversation. Yeah. yeah. If, if uh, that doesn't change, like we're leaving and we're gonna like tell everybody else. Did to this leave literally with us. happen? That literally happened. How'd that Whoa, go? How'd ago. that go down? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's kind of this split between people that are like, "Well, this is my community," and then um, a, a chunk of other people that came with us to our new church. Um, oh, and wow. 
Yeah, so which the church was, didn't you know, change their stance on it. Ultimately, they were like, "Nope, you guys can go." No, they were um, like, they, "Yeah, they they were like, Portlanders don't come to our church because they don't care about God, not because of our stance on LGBTQ." Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, excuse me, so, like, have you been <laughs> to Portland? Such a bringing a gun to a knife fight, right? Yeah. principle. So, where it's like right. it's not this; it's God. Actually, it's like right. oh. that's an yeah. interesting definition of God. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, so we're at we're at our new church. Uh, we we really like it over there. It's like one of the only like sort of evangelical format. Like we still have like a guy with a guitar standing right. Yeah, and up front, you know. But it's it's affirming um, and really different in a lot of ways. Uh, and like uh, Kevin Garcia spoke a couple of oh, weeks ago. Yeah. He's a friend of yours. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and he probably wouldn't have spoken at our at our old church. So, Absolutely uh, <laughs> not. If they were not affirming of Seriously. his existence, probably. Yeah. So, but I I am worried. Like we love this church, and and the pastors are our friends. But we just poke holes in things. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you're say. worried that there will be an issue at some point. Yes. Yeah. So you, I tell I you I and Daniel tell, are like little spikes in a balloon. It's like only a matter of time. <laughs> this thing's gonna right. burst open, Come baby. On in. Keep jingling us. <laughs> right, yeah. But I do feel like that's like a part of my faith, like that has just like carried on is like mm-hmm. that like thinking about like where do outsiders fit in this paradigm? And if outsiders don't feel not only welcome uh you know every church says everyone's welcome mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> if if outsiders don't feel affirmed and find a place and uh find a healing space in the church like what are we doing and yeah so what's i think that's kind of like yeah yeah and i, I, so think, I think that's, that's also a, a lovely part that you and danielle play and a lot of people like you as well i mean the legacy of the Protestant Christians church is just being a reaction to another church. Right, you yeah. know, like that's yeah. how we'll it has re- all we'll keep progressed. reacting. Yeah. And like <laughs> right. forming a new church out of the a reaction to that right. and a reaction to that and a reaction to that. And like right. even the churches yeah. we have now are a reaction to the fifties, you know, and stuff right. like that. Yeah, so exactly. And that's yeah, how those churches how, like, move forward too and progress and right. their values. I love how like all the like theological conservative bros are like really into the reformation. And you're like, you do understand like, <laughs> like the reformation. It, right? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> was the you the majority controlling right. being wrong? Yeah. yeah. Is it important for you and Danielle to still identify as Christians now in 2021? Like, what part of that identity resonates for you? Right. I think, like, in the sense of, like, a broader tradition around Jesus, I think that's important. Um, but... You know, of course, we don't identify as evangelical anymore. Um, and I think that there's even a dynamic like of like Christian supremacy that we're pretty uncomfortable with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because that comes up and 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 we'll, you know, sometimes we'll be like, oh, do we want to become Catholic? And then it's like, oh, wait, uh, let's read about <laughs> this like, sex abuse non-problematic scandal. Hey, let, option. Me, yeah. let me check the news <laughs> yeah. real quick, honey. I'll right, uh, yeah. be right back. Yeah. Right. It's like, yeah, Catholics are so great. Like, there's no problems. Yeah. Like, there's no hierarchy. There's no, I like, totally do this all the worldwide time too, power. Where I, like, idealize. I was like, I should just be Jewish. Like, if you're a Jewish, <laughs> right. everything's all good. You know, like, it's right. really cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but I think, like, that is, that piece is important to me. 
And I would say I, I, yeah, I definitely identify as Christian and reserve the right to ask any pointed questions to God or about God uh, that I that I feel like because I feel like there's like an honesty there that's required. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, otherwise, like you're just holding up like an orthodoxy for the sake of it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so and it sounds like so that's kind of yeah. where I landed. You're literally progressing in the sense of like, yeah, not accepting whatever the infrastructure is at face value, mm-hmm. but continuing to push limits and test the boundaries of whatever it is to like mm-hmm. the truth of your convictions and and y'all's abilities together. It's just so cool. I'm always just so I don't mean to nerd out on it, but <laughs> I, I'm always just so. Uh, impress and amaze at like people's capacity to uh, stay together and to be like good, healthy, loving couples in the midst of mm. so much of that like thought process and through that arc. Because mm. like Caroline mm-hmm. and, and her husband's journey is not super dissimilar in that sense. And I would just mm. he's also a therapist. Yeah, he's also he's literally a <laughs> he's therapist a couple as therapist well. Like right now, <laughs> <laughs> so not dissimilar. And it's uh, yeah, it's very cool to see. Kind of gives me yeah. hope for. Uh, for uh, me and Dexter. Time to go back to school, okay? Hey, okay. <laughs> yeah, actually, listen. Start to imply. How, how long does it take to be a therapist and train? Like two weeks? Yeah. Five yeah, weeks? Like, what is it? Like six days. You okay. Do, like, yeah. I, know, I, know a good, I know a good Bible college that you could have. <laughs> hey. They have this one hilarious class you're okay, going to love. Yeah. I think it's called Christian Comedy. It's called Christians Be Like 101. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Well, Crispin, thanks for sharing your story. Yeah, and, thank you. Uh, yeah. I hope we didn't poke too many holes in yours, as you told it. <laughs> we wouldn't dare take oh. your job. <laughs> Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Good Christian Fun. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because... It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. 
Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. I forgot the name of our show for a second. It's time for another edition of Singles Ministry. Singles Ministry is the format in which we take one single song from the CCM tradition and talk about it, dissect it, deconstruct it, see what the heck is going on. Before we do that, though, Crispin, I want to talk about generally your history with CCM, and then this would probably be a great segue and, and plug time to talk about your podcast, which kind of is, a, I would say, is a sibling podcast of ours, The Prophetic Imagination Station. What is that show, and what do you... And your wife, Danielle, do on that show. Yeah. So in 2000, January 2017, uh, the month that Trump was inaugurated, we were like, what the hell happened? Um, I mean, it wasn't that surprising that, you know, 81% of white evangelicals voted for him. But we were like, let's, let's do a deep dive. So we started listening to Adventures in Odyssey, which is Focus oh on the Family's God, yes. radio program. And Mike Pence's favorite that he would listen to with his family, as he said in exactly. many speeches. Oh, many speeches? Yes. Oh, boy. Yeah. I love G- Connie, running. Eugene, and Wit. He, he's named the characters. <laughs> Connie sounded really hot. Yeah, Connie sounded submissive <laughs> in a way that I like. Isn't that right, Mother? I nicknamed her Mother. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, yes. yeah. So you, so you guys were like, so, let's go figure out the bedrock of this community. <laughs> Which right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep. So, yeah, it's been running for like 30 years. Yeah. We basically listened to a bunch of those, uh, talked about them, uh, tried to move on to McGee and Me, which just like wasn't as juicy as Adventures in Odyssey. Mm. No, there's um, juice in AIO. McGee is a one note little demonoid right. man that doesn't yeah. have much to say. That's what I love about it. No. Yeah, that's what I mean, Caroline loves about Yeah. Yeah. Adventures in Odyssey has like, you know, we just listened to one about like Vietnam, like a oh whole episode God. about like. Yeah, they go you know, to some places. Wait, what, is, right? yeah. what was their take yeah. on Vietnam? It was, it was good, people, actually. It was a necessary evil. It, no, no. It, it was that people have had really bad attitudes about Vietnam. No, Literally, that, is that like a was phrase. what they said. They had yes. a bad attitude. Wait, who embodied that POV? Was it Wit? He's like, some people were a little mean about it. A little too snarky that was, about Vietnam. That, uh, no, it, it, it was uh, the... But uh, we did come up with the term witsplain, um, of course. which happens right yes. like once once an episode. Half of that show is old white men explaining the Bible to Connie <laughs> yes. and why she doesn't oh actually get something. Yeah. Get oh my yeah. gosh, y- y'all! If you wanna, I mean, I guess we already did it, but I could imagine you could do this ten times. There's one on God's design for marriage. Oh um, boy! And uh, it's they talk a lot about pointed nibs. And how uh, you can take a nail and jab it into a wall, um, and you can have a pen, and it looks like it go like uh, just like a nail, but if you jab it in the wrong place, like it doesn't work. <gasps> that can't what literally the fuck? is that truly yes. what they, that was that the is, metaphor yes. they chose for children yes. of the '90s? Was like y'all remember pointed nibs? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know a yes. pen tool that no one wow. uses at all. So yeah, uh, t- to be clear, this was like later. This is this yeah, two thousands, right? Two thousands, and one of the voice actors is Mark Evan Jackson. Oh yeah, Mark Evan, jo- who I met at a party at Matt Gorley's place. He's a very famous, successful comedic actor from like Brooklyn Nine Nine, who plays a queer right. character on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yes. yes. So 
We're not entirely sure about this, but we're pretty sure that he was the voice actor for Adventures in Odyssey on this season about God's plan for marriage. I think oh. he was. This, oh my god! At the same time, he was he was no. uh, recording for Brooklyn Nine Nine. Cashing his checks. That is, that is interesting. Oh All right, shouts out Mark Evan Jackson. That's crazy. I know. I mean, oh got to do what you got to do. I don't know. Do. Wow. So uh, yeah, and then we moved on to Frank Peretti's This Present Darkness. Oh um, yes. And we then uh, went outside the evangelical circle a little bit uh, to C.S. Lewis Chronicles of Narnia, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, popular in evangelical settings. Um, yeah. And then this season, I'm doing a, a, a whole season on Christian hardcore, um, yes. like Under Oath, Emery, like, you know, Screamo, like yeah. Tooth and Nail Records, all oh, that. Oh, perfect, because this is something a lot of listeners ask us to talk about, and we have zero mm. interest okay, in it. So just listen to, to that. house, okay? Yeah, right. To your house. Don't <laughs> listen to the podcast. Go to Crispin's house and yeah. let him talk to you about it. Yeah. Right. I will talk for hours. <laughs> um, so basically, this season has been a little bit different. Danielle was working on a book, so I'm going to do the like whole I was like I'll do the whole produce podcast nice. thing so I'm looking at like from a therapist perspective um, and I specialize in attachment like what what can we understand about the emotional experience of growing up evangelical mm. oh uh, through hardcore lyrics in part because hardcore like wasn't ever really like it's not the same as CCM where they're like picking through the lyrics right like so you can say things like like God like hold me close, destroy my mind, uh, or cleanse my mind, destroy the me that lives inside all this, like kind of semi-suicidal, like it, like I'm so dirty. I'm so broken. Yeah. Right. That like, like I hate myself, but you still love me. Yeah. And like nobody batted an eye because you're like, well, these guys are screaming. And also, like, this is what we all already believe. We're just not going to like put it in a worship song. <laughs> yeah. You know, plenty of worship songs have that level of like self hatred, but it's just soft around the edges. You right. Know? <laughs> exactly. So this is like, we're just going to like say it like really clearly. So it's called sh- called Shame Core Records because we're talking about shame yeah. in evangelicalism. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. Yeah. So I love. I love talking about music, um, so I'm really excited about this. Yeah, what's um, your history generally because, of like CCM, like not hardcore yeah, stuff, and the rest of it? Right. So, I mean, that's the funny thing. When I was a teenager, I totally would like listen to like Michael W. Smith and Under Oath like at the same time, like switch one <laughs> CD out for the other. <laughs> right? Yeah. Cacophonous. Cruise. So yeah, you know Michael W. Smith, Stephen Curtis Chapman. Uh, Mark Schultz, the softest is, boys of CCM, <laughs> right? Yeah, softy Mark. Yeah, it, yeah, it really was. It, um, I mean, this Chris Rice was. I, I hesitate to bring him up. Chris oh, Rice yes, was my favorite, of, mm-hmm. totally my lifeline. Um, but mm. has recently had some allegations brought against him. That's in the middle. Uh, there, there's a lot of stuff there. But uh, yeah, to be honest, like Chris Rice, like got me through. So definitely, like, as a therapist and, like, working with people with trauma, it's just, like, ugh, like, you know, on, on some level, like, that's true with any of these artists, right? Like, you know, Michael W. Smith is a huge, was a huge Trump supporter, et cetera. Um, yes. Oh, I mentioned earlier Jackie Velasquez. I said we could have talked about her today. Oh, yes. But <laughs> when I was 16... Mm-hmm. God told me to Safe stop space. listening to Jackie Velasquez. Uh, yeah. And why was that? Be- because I got too aroused listening to her. You sure did. And, yeah. and, 
Yeah, and and yeah, I was telling you it it was specifically the like when she started speaking in Spanish in these sort of like whispered tones. I don't know what that means. I, I, I think do. I do know what that means. I relate to this. I was listening to a podcast with Antonio Banderas, and I had to turn it off because I got too horny while driving. You felt the stirring of the spirit. Yeah, <laughs> and I lost the stirring of the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I've, I fully understand Jackie. Of course, I'm sure. Oh I'm sure people raised with this stuff would resonate with her as a big time childhood. I wonder crush. how many female Rich. CCM artists like lost money because people were like, "I can't listen to her discography. <laughs> it makes me too hot." Yeah, Cesar Rico would be selling out stadiums now if not for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. <sighs> Gracious, mm-hmm. certainly yeah, get that. So right. But yeah, that's you know I would say like all the all the things you're listening you to know. a big range of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and was that like yeah. your primary you know music consumption, or were you also listening yeah to totally stuff it too? Was, okay yeah no it was like I can't you know I'm I'm too spiritual <laughs> to listen that. to yeah right exactly <laughs> and then what about FFH where did that come in Yeah, so they you know I I liked them. Let's see this this was we got. We got this FFH album when, remember when everyone's mom joined the record catalog club and you got to choose like 20 CDs? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Columbia right? House, so yeah. F- yeah, FFH was one of those CDs in like 1999. Oh, wow. And it was just like, you know, poppy and catchy and guitar-y and, um, and I really liked it. And uh, last year, I think it's still in our car, um, I came upon it in our car. Um, and I was like, I'm going to put this in and listen to it because I liked it back in the day. Uh-huh. And I got few, a few, through a few songs and I was like, all right, this is okay. You know, like just, you know, some nostalgia. And then I got to this big fish song and I was like, wow, this is, I mean, we'll talk about it, it's but dense. it is, it is worth, yeah. I was like, I got to talk to someone about this. And then I had forgotten. And then I remembered today. Oh my um, gosh. And I was like, we, we got to talk about Big Fish. So. Oh, I can't wait to get into it with you. Absolutely. So, yeah, let's get into it. This is, uh, again, a former a cappella group from Lancaster, Pennsylvania that was called Far From Home slash Four for Harmony. <laughs> they were actually, they were just called Far From Home. And then there was a legal issue where they had to shorten it to FFH for real. So that, oh. that did happen at some point. Uh, and Dexter is a huge oh. FFH fan. He's really shouting <laughs> He's out for them right her, now. Yeah. He's like, I representation mean, batters. I, I saw that they had to change their name from Four for Harmony because another band also was named that. So mm-hmm. apparently they didn't learn oh their lesson. Gosh. when they <laughs> Yeah. Like, Pick anything. It keeps happening. <laughs> yeah. All right. What else should we call ourselves? I don't know. The Beatles? Let's What's, try that. Okay, actually, let's just do it to the worst sound. FFH. That's it. <laughs> let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all, we're full. Yeah, crazy. All right, here we go. So this is a little bit of the song, Big Fish. Little scat for you. Acapella vibes. Uh Right up front. This does not represent my community or what we stand for. (laughs) Are you from an acapella community? (laughs) Okay. Alright, so far, normal stuff. <laughs> nothing to be concerned about, nothing to be alarmed with. <laughs> 
Yo, I'm Rick Short of a load now, brother. Yo, I shot away from the bullseye. You are missing the mark on your spiritual walk. Started walking away. Now you're sinking into the deep. Wake up from the sleep. See you one flash short of a happy meal. You are incomplete by your own deceit. You turned your back. Now you're gone swimming. <laughs> now drown. <laughs> right. <laughs> Gracious. I love all the ways that you are not enough that he lists. Uh-huh. Caroline, what do you imagine they're wearing right now? What's their attire? Oh, God. It's like ill-fitting t-shirts from the day they volunteered to like do a city cleanup or something. Yeah, it's like an XL when they're all medium. <laughs> or like or something. a lady tee. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen those. They're like the worst silhouette in the world. Bad. I used to have one of those of Cat a Bruce Springsteen tour. Yeah. <laughs> you the ladies I imagine them mostly performing at fairgrounds. I don't yeah. know if that like resonates, but... If you take the dare, then you'll be smarter there. Under the truth, then you will find that a rescuer at just in time to pick you up back on your feet. Obedience is neat. Uh, we should just end it there. <laughs> New drop, obedience is neat. And we love, there's nothing more rock and roll than obedience and being pleading fealty to something. I I actually think that Mark Driscoll, like that was his like line in in punk Seattle. Is that true? What, obedience is neat? Well, maybe not neat, but he was like, there's nothing more punk rock than like, you know, having a a patriarchal family Uh in the the midst of this liberal. Obedience rocks. Obedience to me is neat. (laughs) Right. You know, I wasn't quite sold on obedience until I heard this mm-hmm. song. And now I'm turning exactly. my life around. I mean, obviously they like do a thumbs up, smile, yeah. like at <laughs> that point, right? They really had like a pose. They, they know how did. to freeze frame on stage, <laughs> which is like kind of hard to do. Uh, uh, yeah. Wow. Big fish. Big, big old fish. It's been a long time since I like read or heard the story of Jonah and the whale. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, just to recap, he was supposed to go to a city and like tell them about God. And he had done that enough times where he was just like kicked out of the city. Mm -hmm. Everyone hated him. Right. And then he was like, I'm not going to do this. And then, oh, no, 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 no. He was like, oh, we're unlucky. We need to throw him off the ship. So, I mean, he actually was like, I don't want to tell them. I don't want to like bring them this news because I hate them. And, uh, so I want them to, to. To, I don't want them to turn. <laughs> wanted, I want them to burn. He wanted them yeah. to burn in hell. I don't right, care about yeah. these people. Yeah, yeah. right. And then the pe- and the sailors on the ship were like, oh, he's like causing the storm. God doesn't right. want it. That's because God's mad at him. So they threw him mm-hmm. out. And then he got swallowed by the fish. Mm-hmm. And he was in there. Which for a actually, while. I, I could be wrong, but the, the fish actually was his salvation. Because otherwise, he would have just drowned in the ocean. Oh, yes. Which I the feel like they like missed in this song. Measure. It wasn't a punishment. Right. Yeah. That was like evidence. Like, see, God. I mean, was the fish a yeah. metaphor in this real <laughs> historical story that yeah, happened? Yeah, it's 100% true. Fish, that fish exists. We have the archaeological I, record. Right, yeah. <laughs> Get this Bible stuff. Oh, God. So, yeah, that was supposed to demonstrate like, oh, look how merciful God was mm-hmm. to like save him. What a cool way for God to invent to save a person. I'm pretty sure that if you go on like Ken Ham's website, who you know, the Genesis Museum guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure he'll probably have an article on there about yeah, like how a human could 
could. I wish it was. Right, yeah. We, he could <laughs> yeah. He could live for three days. And next to the, the recreation of the, of the Ark, they do have a uh, big fish escape room that you can do <laughs> where it's like you have to find things to get out of there and put together yeah, puzzles yeah. or oh based on the scriptures. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. All right, I just, I just had to remember, like, why was he in the fish in the first place? Like, what were we supposed to mm. learn from all that? Okay, got it. I mean, just look at the lyrics. Turn your back on his wish, on his will for your life. Have, Have you, you made, made him, him sad? sad? Have you made him sad? I love sad. that. It's, it's not like God is mad at you. It's like God is sad so at you. So much worse. How many times was right? the phrase, uh, grieves the heart of God used as a weapon against you? Ugh. In different or kinds of the, grieving the spirit right. mm-hmm. in those yeah, in, in those Christian spirit. music forums for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet there was a lot that was grieving God's. Soul. Crispin, the length yeah. of this post grieves the heart of God. Please keep it to a succinct two paragraph max. <laughs> it grieves God. God said it grieves him unless you can TLDR. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually, yeah, that's so uh, crazy that the other day my my daughter who is almost eleven. She was telling me, she's like, I'm just sad because a lot of the songs on Just Dance, like I can't find a censored version of them on Spotify, so I can't <laughs> listen to them. Oh, yeah. And she was like, I was talking to grandma, you know, her grandma about it. And she said that it really, she she thinks that like that also makes her sad and makes God sad. But I know what my mother-in-law meant was like, it's sad that there are so many swear words. Oh. <laughs> my daughter definitely That's took so it as sweet. like, God, like, God is, is sad. Bummed out that also I can't rock <laughs> to like right, yeah. Cardi B's latest. God <laughs> wish that the Spotify algorithm would catch up to the needs of children who also love pop music. I wish there were more radio edits online. Oh, right. <laughs> I know. That's so sweet. Well, I'm glad she took but, it that way. That works out. Yeah, that that sad heart of God thing is uh, a real, real. Oh, I mean, that was that was like my main. Okay, so I had two main forms of discipline. One was the paddle, and the other was like, how do you think Jesus feels when oh, you yeah. do this thing? Yes, right? yes. It just used yeah. as like a rhetorical device by your parents, you mean? Yeah, oh yeah, totally. Like, Jesus is sad when you do this. Jesus never was stoked <laughs> about anything I was doing. <laughs> no, I mean, that's the thing. It wasn't like when I did something good, they like pulled me aside like, and were like, what do you how does Jesus you? feel exactly, about you yeah. now? Right? No, wow. it was only like, was you only know, like go to your room. Shame and tame, like tool, mm-hmm. like Santa kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Shame right, and yeah. tame. I mean, this definitely, I wonder if there's a subgenre we could identify of music on the show, which is like gleeful justice. Because this song does seem to be yeah. Why is there so much fucking bounce to this yeah. song? I know. <laughs> well, <laughs> don't get swallowed yeah. up and make God sad. <laughs> I think I. I don't know if I, I. I think I described it as the most cheery threat I've ever heard. Oh yes, you did. So you did medicine. to me earlier yeah, yeah. this morning. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, it also is the exact like sound of not being allowed to have sex. okay so to be clear i'm on a date can i say so do you want to go back to my place cut to (laughs) absolutely not okay well this has been pleasant and wonderful thank you for your time i I feel like you're just I feel like you're describing a Scrubs episode, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and that also sounds like Scorb to a Scrubs episode. <laughs> I guess in the end, family Scorbs. is what matters. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, very apt to Cessna, um, Caroline. 
but one yeah, short I, of a load, one <laughs> shot away from a bullseye. I mean, wow, it's all right, right. there, and you're missing one, the mark. One fry short of a happy meal. Yeah, so like cute, which with Caroline the as well. We should. I don't mean to dox her, but she did get some McDonald's on theme for Listen, tonight. I don't need this heat right now. You know, <laughs> people knowing that I'm eating a Big Mac. Because um, she was just trying to be bu- for the show. She was doing it for the show. Research for the show. I've been abstaining for a couple weeks <laughs> and also eating Big Macs. Preparation so that I for the show. Really enter the mindset of FFH. You are incomplete by your own deceit. Turn your back now. You're going swimming. Okay, so that that whole section, I I'm picking up exactly what they're saying. Because I don't know if you heard this a lot, but it's like the definition of sin is missing the mark. You know, like the bullseye right. thing. Of yeah. I've never heard that. You never actually. heard that before. No. Oh yeah, Missing totally. You know what I'm talking about, Crispin? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, right. break it down for and me. Like, where it's like, like there's there's the one right thing you're supposed to do, but sin like knocks you just a little bit off, a little right. bit, which suggests yeah. that there is literally one right action. So in sin every is right. Sin is literally yes. human error in this yes. uh, context. Yeah. Right. And like literally, like so. Yeah. This is like Kevin. I give you a dart, and you have a, a dart board, and if you don't get it in the exact middle like you are sinning okay yeah and uh, I think which we learned to, it was supposed to soften the definition of sin like when yeah, i heard it it no. was supposed to be like sin isn't you know like the worst thing you've ever done or whatever and it's right. not god trying to condemn you it's just god telling you you've missed the mark it's you know? just right. small like, things uh, that you're not even okay. thinking are wrong and yeah. you're wrong yeah, yeah. right <laughs> just a margin of error i didn't realize that oh my yeah. god yeah so I, mm-hmm. I when i read that in that paragraph i was like oh yes i know exactly what they're trying to say here you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah just one little choice right just this list of ways that you are not measuring up um and and i like that it's like it's it's like this very like this is like okay, so I'm going into therapist mode. This is perfectionism. Yes, right. Uh, okay, like, I will give like, us a full therapist rundown of this song and the themes. Okay, I mean, thirty minutes or less. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, I, I think a lot about attachment, and that actually has been a huge thing around my f- like faith is understanding like what are like what does a healthy parent child dynamic look like? What does an unhealthy parent child dynamic look like? And then like where are examples of that that we see in the church? So this would clearly be one where it's like, yeah, like as long as you are perfect, like we're good, which we learned from McGee and me. I'm going to pull in some other evangelical media here. Uh, I always think about uh, the big lie, which was the first episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Nick main character lies about his neighbor and his dad's like, you know, lying is a sin and that's a problem because it hurts people. But what's most important is that it can cut off your relationship with God. Wow. So you're thinking like, all right, so you have an 11-year-old that lies, which means that he could lose his relationship with God. Yeah. Right? Like, you're going to be anxious. And there is all this anxiety. Dexter's feeling this anxiety. Yeah, Dexter. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Dexter knows that anxiety. Uh, All this anxiety in... Growing up, right? Like, I have to get it perfect or I'm going to lose my relationship with God. Yes, and, and I love all- God and I cherish it. Like, I sincerely... And I'm being told right. it's literally the answer to a litany of problems. Right, <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. Mm-hmm. And so it's this thing of, like, I'm not allowed to... Like, and, and there's such, like, double speak about it, right? There's grace. Like, it's not about works. But it is. But at this, yeah, but at the same time, like, we can read through these lyrics and it's like, you know, one fry short, one brick. Yeah. Short, one like, 
from right, like one decision. Measurable failure. Yes. A, right, a tiny yeah. one too, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Yeah. And you might not, it's yeah. so tiny, you might not have even noticed it. Mm-hmm. I think that was the mm-hmm. other scary thing about songs like this is like, I wouldn't even know I had messed up unless I like really examined myself and like entered right. in a really like mean mode of my brain you know mm-hmm. doesn't feel right good. which is right which is where people end up where it's like i need to think through everything did i make the right decision like am i you know staying close to god and in this song it's like if you don't if you don't do that right you're there's going to be punishment yes. and so it's A like like disgusting punishment yeah like this song <laughs> like you have I mean, welcome to good Christian fun. (laughs) (laughs) There's like, there's like, so like you have to read between the lines a little bit here, right? Because it's just about Jonah. But really, it's like if things are going wrong in your life, it's because you're disobeying God. Mm -hmm. And with this like chipper tone, right? And so like, think about like all the things that could go wrong in your life. And this is clearly like, you turned your back, now you're gone swimming in in the most... It feels like something from the Book of Mormon or something, right? Yeah, like, and like the, the abandonment and loneliness, too, of like right, swimming, yeah. gone, God is far, right. no help, no mm-hmm. lifeline, you know, nothing. Right, yeah. Which, you know, again, with my attachment uh, hat on, it's like, that's the most painful thing. Like, I remember I talked to this therapist, I talked to this therapist. I do talk to a therapist. Uh, I was talking to a client years ago um, who had gone through a lot of trauma. And he was like, me and God, like, he actually said, me and the big guy, like, we have an agreement. I don't like him. He doesn't like me. Um, (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Or is this the healthiest I, man that, alive? Yeah, that feels really yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did he oh He's real. Yeah. We don't like each yeah. other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It yeah. is very tense. But right. true. Wait, 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 finish that sentence. Then what? Right, yeah. No. Uh, I mean, it is It is interesting to hear, to get to talk to people about their like internal views yeah. of God. But uh, he said, you know, I'm going, I know where I'm going when I die. Of course, meaning hell. And I was like, well, you know, like some traditions feel like hell is just this this place where the unloving parts of us are torn away but god never leaves and he like totally softened and was like i don't mind burning for a while if it means that god is going to keep me around wow oh my god which is just like he wanted acceptance too right it just speaks to that like yeah like like punishment is one thing but like you said like being like cast away like loneliness being alone forever right like Like we learned in Adventures in Odyssey in that episode where uh, one of the characters goes to hell in the imagination Oh, yeah, station. Eugene goes to hell yeah, in the like mortal yeah. hell. right? Uh-huh. Right, yeah. yeah. And oh, he's like, horrifying. He's like, I was just utterly alone, right? And like Ugh. in pop culture, it's always like the devil and like, you know, Lots but in evangelicalism, <laughs> right, yeah. It's like pain, but it's kind of fun and like, you know, but like. In, in the evangelical culture, it's this, like, existential sort of, like, mm-hmm. what's the most, like, existentially painful thing that we could think of? Yeah. You are all alone, Completely disconnected alone. from love forever. Oh, my god! And you just have to stay there. Yeah. Which... I avoided I think thinking on, about hell, this... like for that reason, because either one, because right. I think I also literally Still thought do. I you would be punished as well, like it would be a lake of fire situation, but also mm-hmm. complete loneliness and knowing that like you will never really literally speak or know or see God ever. 
for right. eternity, or, which is crazy. Right. That's a I crazy mean, Danielle and I, Danielle and I had a conversation the other day. She's like, if my Muslim friends are not going to heaven, I am not going. She's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's not and worth she, it. Like, she, yeah. yeah, she's like, you have to, uh, like like I said, we will poke holes in any system, including the afterlife. She's going <laughs> to organize. She's going to be Like a heaven <laughs> protest <laughs> where it's like, right, yeah. come on up. No, right. we're not it's going. It's not a Muslim occlusive heaven. I don't <laughs> right, yeah. You yeah. know, I I'm I like uh, talking about this with you, especially, especially the attachment thing, because a, a big like breaking point for me in my faith was realizing that like the understanding of the relationship I had with God was a codependent, mm. abusive relationship mm-hmm. that I was taught was a gentle, loving, disciplined father figure, mm-hmm. which also wasn't really what my dad was like anyway. So it wasn't like I was even making a one-for-one comparison. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. over time realizing like, yeah, if this were any other relationship I have, yeah, it would be codependent. Right. It would be unhealthy as hell. And I would like want to mm-hmm. get this person out of my life immediately. Mm-hmm. Why are we modeling our relationship with God like this? Just because he's omniscient doesn't mean he gets to treat us like shit, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. I always think about an episode you you guys did a long time ago but that like uh you're good you're good when there's nothing good in me yeah like, oh we're talking about that song right uh-huh. right yeah yeah and that actually like deserve that yeah right and there you know I, I i'm writing a book on attachment styles i'll talk about that in a little bit but like what's what's your attachment style with god and that actually is an attachment style it's an unhealthy attachment style where it's like i need you but i'm terrible and i expect you to love me and mm-hmm. but i'm like totally unlovable that mm-hmm. actually like like, there's actually been a little bit of research around what that looks like in relationship to God and what they find, surprise, surprise, is that like when you approach God that way, it doesn't actually help you feel less anxious. Like, yeah. You, <laughs> no, you, it doesn't, right? obviously. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. like, I don't deserve your love, but you still love me. And somehow rehearsing to yourself over and over that you're undeserving of love doesn't like lead to a lot of security or <laughs> like vibes. emotional health. Yeah. Or- it doesn't lead to good vibes. No, anything <laughs> like that. Vibes oh, are not no. immaculate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was that was such a key in starting to like find a, a faith or a something that worked for me and actually mm-hmm. didn't feel like just a mind trick all the time, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. Well that's the thing, like that that anxious attachment style where it's like you know, we, we know people like this in our lives or you've been this person mm-hmm. where it's like, are we OK? Like, I need to check all the time. Yes, like, yes. you know, I'm kind of clingy. Like, are you oh, know, I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I miss a day, yeah. like what happened? Woo! Are we good? Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Like, I, uh-huh. like I texted you. How's your day? And you haven't responded for yeah, five minutes. And like, yeah. or like, oh, no, was are it you this mad thing at I me? Said, or was right. it this thing I did? You know, trying to like right. find yeah. where the root mm-hmm. was. Even though it's right. Like thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and you're like, all right, that's not healthy. But in church, like, make sure that you're thinking all the time. Like, are you okay with God? Have you done all the right things? Like, he won't tell are you. you in- You'll just feel yeah. it. You'll just <laughs> right. feel yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, until you stop feeling something because you grieve the spirit. So yeah. You always have that Gosh. to look forward to. That was another <laughs> I- big one too about that being an unhealthy relationship. Is like God doesn't communicate with me. Even mm-hmm. though we're told over and over out. that God is communicating right, with me yeah. through the Bible, but if the mm-hmm. communication I'm receiving is always like really critical and like mm-hmm. right. harsh, yes. you kind of start to realize like maybe I am like picking out a certain theme here, mm-hmm. and this isn't 
and and if it was a good relationship i shouldn't have to beg god to tell me what's going on i think we've we've described yes Often. some of we the talk about this a lot well yeah. some of the communication that we're uh so like like the relationship with god if you do the one for one for an actual relationship he's like a sort of dumb, mean twenty-three-year-old guy. Yeah, <laughs> where he's like, date. Uh-huh. "Okay, I, he ghosted me again, <laughs> but I think he loves me." But oh, it's he's been a long me time. I'm a liar. Yeah, that's what it was. Right. So I guess I am. Oh my gosh. Technically, according yeah. to him, now at least we're back that together. So I guess we've moved so on. What's the corrective version of this song of Big Fish? We talked about what mm. you know. What's troubling to us about it well i think we scrapped yeah. the doodad dum dum-dums right at the top <laughs> so uh <laughs> my place or yours <laughs> okay i understand i don't want to push right. your boundaries have a good now day that you maybe had some sort, any sort of sexual experience partnered or otherwise we can start writing you, a song partnered I, or otherwise <laughs> I don't want to like divert to pop culture, but sure. does anyone know? I mean, it has such acapella vibes to me. Anyone know of any like good sex scenes in a movie with an acapella soundtrack? <laughs> like, Ooh, now this is I, good. I, this I, is an area of interest like, for me and for a multitude that would of reasons. Be really pushing the boundaries. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like imagine, uh, yeah, imagine like uh, the sex scene from Ghosts, but set to. I guess an acapella version of Righteous Melody. Wow. Or imagine the Titanic sex scene with the hand ac- across the window. <laughs> if you guys know of one, uh, you know, listeners. Uh, Does Pitch Perfect have a sex right. scene with acapella? Unfortunately, no. The closest they get is Anna Kendrick and what's her name in the shower, but they don't even touch each other. Yeah, what's the point? What's the point of two girls in the shower with no touching? Oh, sorry. We went back to Zoo Crew. Sorry. I was going to say, you like, you just educated went, therapist, like, man. No. No, no, I mean, (laughs) for one, I was impressed that you were just like, knew exactly, because I was like, I I bet that you didn't just watch Pitch Perfect the other (laughs) night after your wife went to sleep. No, I did last week. No, I didn't. I did not. No, when they battle each other in the like part. It is awesome. I have to own up to that. I love that part. Now, I mean, on the subject of acapella groups, so friends, uh, it's time for something we do often on the show, Crispin, which is a segment called Cover Me, in which we try to find covers of the song in question up for discussion on YouTube. And there's a few. There's a few on YouTube.com, mm. and I'm going to go ahead and oh. share the screen with you, Crispin. I mean, when the Bible colleges <laughs> found this song, the first it was one game up, over. <laughs> the men of Hart, Reinhardt <laughs> University. No so they did do wow. a cover of this back in 2013. Let's go ahead and listen to what this sounds like. Oh, they sound scared. They sound like they're running for their lives. Do you mean like scared of the threat of divine wrath or like nervous? I low call me, low call me, Chris. No, these guys are actually all right in the pocket. I can tell. Big. I should. I should. Hey, props to the egg shaker guy working overtime Wait, on this one. So they broke off of the whole choir just to sing this yeah. whole song. Just the fellas. These boys. Yep. Dustin is the man. Aww. Is the only comment on this one. So you Dustin, know. you are the man. Okay, here's a performance at a youth convention in 2010. Okay, this one's a little sexier, a little more mid-tempo. 
follow dead you. The tempo is slower. That's what I mean. It doesn't. It is very Barton Bellas at the beginning of Pitch Perfect. For the record. If, if you're trying exactly to picture this at home, it. very much Barton Bellas, yeah, pre pre remix. <laughs> okay, now this is one gentleman looped five times. This has <laughs> three views. <laughs> he sounds good though. He's doing a huge service to this song. He's getting a fresh comment from KTP. This is nice. I just said the comment, nice. (laughs) He's feeling the song. He's doing it with his whole face. Mm -hmm. Wow. So the legacy of this song lives on, even despite all of our progressive PC issues with Mm -hmm. it. It still, it still lives on. Powerful message. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think the the corrective version of this is basically shit happens and God is with you. Yeah. There we go. Right. Hey, we've all been in a fish. Here and there. Right. And guess what? You'll survive. Hey, and that's you're going to eat sushi again one day and it won't make you throw up. And then maybe I'll, you know, find companionship of some sort. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> there actually it. is no hope for you, Kevin Porter. It will not happen. Turn the song off immediately. <laughs> Oh, dang, wow. they did a remix. But Hope for some, not for, for all. <laughs> <laughs> they said no way. Damn. Oh, my God. Well, Crispin, I think it's time to get to the point of the episode where we give this thing a roast or a toast. We're going to give it a thumbs up, which is a holy toast, which we send it to heaven where the angels are toasting it with their little champagne forever. Or holy roast, which is a thumbs down. And we send it, unfortunately, to... <laughs> Uh, so we'll start as per usual with Caroline. Caroline, wow. what are your thoughts? <laughs> I wish this the loneliest spot in hell, the <laughs> deepest pit of void for wow. this song. <laughs> um, um, and y'all, you know, just get out there is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Maybe go out in the town mm-hmm. a couple times. You're, you're, Maybe meet a stranger. You're telling the good folks of FFH? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go Wait, have some fun. Should I meet a stranger? <laughs> Let me cue it up. No, no. I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair. Checks out. Thank you, Caroline. We turn it to Crispin. Uh, I'm going to give it a, a thumbs down. Wow. Yeah. It's a whole uh, rush. Huh? Yeah. For the, the uh, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the psychological dissonance. <laughs> truly. Truly. I, so I feel like go. it is like we are threatening you with punishment for not obeying God and we're gonna like be singing and smiling the whole like time. Pro- it's like a propaganda poster. It's you like know, when like serial killers energy. smile in yeah. horror movies or something <laughs> yeah. where they're like doing their victims in. Yeah, not so good. Not I do so- want a bumper sticker that says obedience is neat. <laughs> we can make that happen. Guess what? I have some for you. It's me, Mark Driscoll. Oh, no. I've Zoom bombed the meeting. <laughs> Come to Arizona. Come to Arizona. And don't you dare get within six feet of my daughter. They're still social distancing for the rest of their life. Uh, I will also give it a unanimous, unanimous roast for all the reasons stated above. And also, it's named Big Fish. I don't know who she is. I never got to know her as a character. What are her desires? What does she wow, want? The does she of a fish care narrative. that a sinful person 
is inside of her mouth and her belly for whatever amount of time. What's her story? What secrets does she hide? And I never got to know that Thank about her. Thank you for her. bringing that to the table. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, no. And for me, it's like I kind of just have a lot of empathy for whatever the female character is. I don't know. That's okay. just like the way I've built. Shoot it a baby. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, not again. <laughs> Dexter's looking at me right now with a look of like do better acknowledgement, and yes, do better. <laughs> Hey, this is ridiculous. Nah, Kevin's on. doing just fine. Let's be clear. Okay, no, that's okay. what we don't need to. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, that is our rating and ranking of it, dear listener. But if you disagree with us, you can go to at Christian Fun Pod, vote for yourself. So get out there and... Pokemon, go to the polls. Guess what? Crozy Conway. Oh, thank you, Joe. Okay. Joseph. Joe. I, do you think the president would have a lot of thoughts on this song given that he saw it all happen for himself? <laughs> he was there. Yeah, he was kind of a witness. He bore witness and like it's kind of based on his firsthand account. Howdy, <laughs> Joe. He has some, uh, yeah, some objections to it. Crispin in here, we're dimming the lights, we're lighting the candles, and we're not here to promote ourselves or our projects. We're here to lift them up to the Lord as a loving in humble sacrifice, and especially to our special guy right here, little Dexter, Aww. our producer on the ones and twos. And we're going to start this process by lifting up our social media handles and what we're working on, anything we're enjoying the secular culture with Caroline. <laughs> um, you can uh, lift me up, save me from the void at Caroline's Farts on uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, if you're feeling spicy. Um, man, I, I don't really have a lift up this week. I mm-hmm. feel bad. Uh, maybe the mov- movie Zola, although there's mixed reviews between Kevin and I. Hey, unfortunately, listen. but uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great movie. I don't want to change your opinion. No, <laughs> no. I just want to be informed. You know, not everyone has a great reaction to it. Uh, you are informed. That. You're more informed than me. <laughs> Come on. Wow, thank you. Um, uh, but, yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, thank you, Caroline. We'll turn it to Crispin. All right. I, I'm doing that thing, that Christian thing where it's like, wait, what, what's the language we're supposed to use? <laughs> Lifting up. Right. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. yeah. Right. Lift it up, my so, friend. So, all right. I, I'm or lay it lift. at the feet of Jesus. You can choose either. Okay. okay. I will lay my Twitter handle at the feet of Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> where it belongs. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's uh, so yeah, you can find me on Twitter at K double underscore Mayfield. I'm also over on Instagram. I don't do anything else. And you're not on uh, dad TikTok. <laughs> no. Dad talk. You would clean up. Oh my on God. Dad TikTok. Oh, no, yeah. you could do like or therapy attachment TikTok. style. Yeah. Good. Uh-huh. Bad. Yeah. Like yeah. The pointing thing. Right. I mean, wh- why do I have to be a real therapist when I could be a TikTok therapist? <laughs> yeah. right? That's what I'm pivoting to. So I'm, much more work. I'm sure they get paid. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you could just do reaction videos to uh, Piper's son on TikTok. That would be Ooh, yeah. nice What if nothing industry? matters and nothing is anything? <laughs> 900,000 likes. Cool guy. I've been trying to connect with him. You don't know how much, uh, how many Piper sermons I've listened to working on my current oh podcast. Oh my gosh. I yeah, I bet. Uh, and also my book, because uh, which I guess is another thing that I'm lifting Lift up. Lift it up. Please. 
uh, is Attached to God. It's coming out in February of next year, which is not that far away. No. Um, and I definitely talk about like from an attachment perspective. Oh my uh, gosh. What are some things that Piper has said that are that are not helpful? Um, a few other folks as well. But yeah, looking at like what is your attachment style and, and what's that look like in relating to God. I'm so um, glad you're writing that book. Yeah, it'll be, yeah, be really, I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, pulling a lot from what I've learned in, in couples therapy. Um, and uh, and then, yeah, right now we're doing Shamecore Records. Uh, so if oh, yeah. you like heavier music uh, over at Prophetic Imagination Station uh, podcast and... Um, I think that is about it. We're gonna we're gonna talk about a Christian romance this fall. Oh, so we're gonna yes. pivot from men in tight jeans screaming to Amish men and women barely talking scheming. and then getting married. scheming from <laughs> screaming to scheming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. oh my gosh, that's such a, a great genre to talk about too. So is things the Christian like romance, redeeming romance. love, that novel. Oh things yeah. Like that. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which of course, Very strange. you must know the film adaptation is coming to us later this year. So uh, yeah, just nice in time. The show, mm-hmm. right? Very wow. Exciting. What's something in the secular culture you've experienced recently that you enjoy? Um, so over here we've been watching the Great Pottery Throwdown, Ooh. which is what happens when you are obsessed with. Uh, boring British reality TV like Great British Bake Off yes. like everyone else is yes. but then you hit the end of the pandemic well not the end but you hit a, a, you no, know, it's a over. year and a half it's in over. right yeah right uh, when you when you hit a year and a half in and you're like there's literally nothing else to watch wow. uh, uh, so talk to we're me when you like, watch the repair shop oh yeah see we already did that okay. right you, you, Repair shop. Uh, like you, oh, no, you, you burned through the yes, repair we, shop. We are like, too. yes, we are. The great I'm flower a therapist. Fight? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I mean, we, we've done it all. Wow. Uh, make, you know, uh, like, not British, but making it Lego. Yes. You know, There's Lego struggling. Masters. Oh, yes. Like, we oh, the are, Will I'm a Lego competition show. Wow. Yes. Okay. Uh, I mean, there's a whole thing uh, that that they used to be married and now they're doing parallel. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. Wow. Oh, that uh, is funny. That is right. Funny. I didn't think it's about very that. similar, mm-hmm. but yeah, as a therapist and then, uh, my wife who works, uh, who, uh, hears a lot of stories of trauma and et cetera. Like when it comes to, you know, watching something at night, we're going to watch like the most calming thing ever. Yes. So. Oh yeah. Of yes. course. That's where we go. That's right. Good, calming yeah. recommendations. Thank you, Chris. Are you taking any clients? I am not taking clients. Okay. Two more. That's the sound of my I don't think we have any problems, would you say, based off that? Yeah, this experience is pretty flawless. Perfect function. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, probably a conflict of interest, but if any of the members of FFH want to do some personal work. Okay, open call to wow. the FFH. Well, I tell you what, truly, it used to be a quartet, a cappella quartet, and then it has whittled down recently to a husband and wife duo. The husband mm. does uh, lead worship at it's a church in Irvine, California. <laughs> yeah, they say good night and harmony and it good morning and harmony. Acapella group. Yeah. They wake up, they sing in the, sh- they take showers together just so they can sing in the shower and do that, <laughs> that uh, uh, Sia song that they didn't pitch well, perfect. Well, they do, our, we did yeah. an earlier rendition of it. Morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they do a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> Honey. Like a baby. 
Anyway. Oh, gosh. Thank you, Crispin. You can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter everywhere. Uh, lift up. Uh, I don't know. I'll freaking lift up something I'm lifting up in three days from now on the next episode. The Barbra Streisand YouTube rabbit hole I've gone down. Mm. Watch Barbra Streisand and Burt Bacharach on YouTube. It's got a going to get you in a certain kind of mood for this season that I think you're going to enjoy. It's one of the hottest things I've ever seen. It, maybe this is just my personal taste talking, but them singing uh, Why Do Birds Suddenly Appear? Whatever that... What's that song called? Why Do Birds Suddenly Appear? Know. The Carpenters did a version of it? Come on. Yeah, oh. I mean, I, I only ever hear that song secondhand. Yeah. Oh, They Long to Be Close to You is the name of the song. Close to You is the name of the song. So Bird Back Rock and Barbara Streisand doing that song, so watch that. You can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. Go to patreon.com slash goodchristianfun for more good Christian fun. And you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And every review you leave, we donate a dollar to charity. This month's charity is... This month's charity is the National Day Laborer Organizing Network, or N-D-L-O-N. And Lon, like Enron, but better. Crispin, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> thank you, guys. Oh, thank what so a much. delight. This was so awesome. Thanks for, for making it work today. Yeah, what thanks a fun for talking time. to me about FFH Anytime. and Elsewell. Yeah. And there's nothing left to say except for, in all of Pod's people said, Amen. Uh, okay, well, yeah, what a great show. Um, that was fun. Yeah, that was great. Uh, let me, hang on, sorry, I just got a text. Let me check it real quick. Yeah. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. That was a headgum podcast.